from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, June the 6th, 2022, and a very special and exciting day as we kick off year two officially of Thai Cats Today, the preseason behind us, training camp behind us. Today marks Technically, from the Ticats perspective, day zero on the calendar, but uh, day one of week one as the Ticats getting set for real games. That's starting on Saturday in Saskatchewan. They take on the Rough Riders. And of course, you'll be able to catch that game right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Louis B. here on Ticats today. Ch- thanks for checking us out. We really do appreciate it. Um, as mentioned, no practice today. Day zero for the Ticats. They'll return to the practice field tomorrow. But we are going to hear from Coach O as he spoke after the game on Friday. Uh, Ticats losing on a last-second field goal. Uh, we'll run through a the list of the cuts that was announced yesterday by the Ticats. I'll highlight a couple of the names that jumped out to me. And uh, later in the show, we'll be joined by my buddy Luke Tasker. Former Ticat himself and, of course, an analyst here on the Ticats Audio Network. We'll get his thoughts as the Ticats head into the season. And uh, lots of previews this week. Rod Smith's going to be by. Matthew Shinetti's going to be by. Hoping to connect with Coach Sal as well. And lots of content here on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker dropping this week. Ticats this week. Uh, brand new season of Tiger Cats Game Day. Uh, Courtney Steven and all new Mike Daly as well. Ticat, or CFL this week with Bubba O'Neill. So all the CFL news you need right here on the Ticats Audio Network. So make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. All right, let's hear from the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer. Here's what he had to say after Friday night's game in Guelph. Well, I thought that... Uh... You know, I thought our football team played hard tonight. Uh, we didn't execute how we wanted to. We could have been a little bit more disciplined down the stretch. But I thought we got some good evaluation. We were able to take a look at a lot of players. Uh, we'll have some difficult decisions to make. Definitely my least favorite part of the job. But, uh, you know, the personnel and the coaching staff will have some definite tough decisions to make, and it's because of the way they played this evening. Well, I thought special teams was very physical tonight. Uh, I thought we punted the ball better. Uh, wish we could have placed one or two just a little bit better, but you know, the wind played, played a factor tonight and that was good. That's good for us to get an experience like that. Um, you know, we didn't get a, a, you know, a whole bunch of field goal attempts tonight. You just don't know how the, the game is going to unfold, but uh, there'll be some, there'll be some tough decisions. And like I said, we'll, uh, you know, we're not going to have it exa- to an exact science here heading into week one, but we will put our best foot forward. Yeah, I thought, I thought Jamie was poised out there. I thought he made a, a couple of second down throws. I thought he uh, settled in, you know, a little bit. Uh, we had some key, you know, high pressure moments and it didn't seem too big for him. And I thought Jalen st- settled in in the first half also. You know, he did have the one errant throw, but he's going to create things. He's got a super strong arm. Um, so, you know, I'm proud of them, and they both got a half, and that's kind of the plan. And, uh, you know, that was good for them, and it was good for us to be in a football game where, you know, there's not a lot of experience back there. Uh, yeah. this, is not a, this is not a fun time, and, you know, I wish decisions sometimes were easier, but I think the personnel department has done a great job of bringing in not just great players, but great people and, and great men. Well, definitely. Obviously, we'll adhere to the ratio like every other football team, but 
Um, you know, injuries and, and the status and that kind of thing will play a part. But again, I, I do like our ratio flexibility where we're not locked into uh, a certain amount on either side of the ball. And uh, But we'll, we'll come to that conclusion by day one for sure. That is the head coach and president of football operations for the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer, speaking after Friday night's game at the University of Guelph, which was a great time, which uh, in hindsight, I wish I brought a sweater because once that wind picked up in the fourth quarter, it got very cold, uh, but it was also a lot of fun taking the Ticats audio network on the road for the very first time, and uh, thanks to all the fans that stopped by and said hi to Andy, and then uh, you know I talked them into saying hi to me, which was uh, fun too, um, but it was a lot of, it was a great time. Being down there with the Audio Network crew. And uh, don't forget, we'll have the coverage of the game on Saturday right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Speaking of the Ticats Audio Network crew still ahead, we're going to hear from uh, Luke Tasker. He's going to join me on the show. But right now, let's run through uh, the list of the Ticats transactions that were made yesterday. The full list of cuts available at Ticats.ca. But 12 players were added to the practice roster, including American DB Desmond Lawrence. American DN Ronnie Bingham, uh, American wide receiver Emmanuel Butler, American linebacker Voshan Joseph, quarterback Jalen Morton, offensive lineman Tyrant Riley, uh, defensive lineman Valentin Gnua, Blake Hayes, the punter out of Australia, Chris Malumba, a defensive lineman global, linebacker Jared Beeksma, defensive lineman Anthony Federico, and running back Malik Iron. So those are the 12 players on the practice roster, which means 23 players were released. And you can go to tightcats.ca for the full list. But a couple I did want to highlight that tells me something about what the Ticats might look like heading into week one. We won't know for sure until tomorrow. But with the release of Seth Small and Ty Gleader, the Ticats are going forward with Mike Damagala as their kicker. Uh, Globe, global draft pick Blake Hayes is on the practice roster, which means that it'll be Joel Whitford and Mike Damagala as the week one kicker and punter, which I know a lot of Ticats fans had concerns about heading into the season, considering the way last year went. And so I understand that there may be some hesitation, but I, I have to admit from what we've seen, in the game so far, especially in that second game from Joel Whitford in that second half, I think the Ticats realized that the guys they brought in to push these guys did their job and that they're hoping. And a lot of their success, we saw it last season, is going to come down to that position, those positions. They're going with their guys they had last year and Mike Domagala and Joel Whitford. And I know fans are already probably uh, putting that together and have may have some concerns about it. And considering the way last year went and considering the way we've talked about it all camp, I would understand. Uh, but the Ticats looking like they're going with the uh, same combo they finished last year with, and that's Mike Damagala and Joel Whitford at the kicking position to start the year. Uh, that's the one that jumped out at me. Joe Ben's being cut, has been here for a while. Three draft picks from 2022 being cut as well. And Jackson Cirillo Brown, Nicholas Gay, and uh, Kadeem Pierre. As well as the cut of uh, Miles Manalo, who got hurt last season, I didn't make an impact, I guess, in camp or in the preseason game. So that's the nature of this business. A lot of these guys are going to find some success somewhere else, I'm sure, in the CFL. But uh, for now, we'll not be on the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. And again, a full list of Tiger Cats cuts on June uh, available on the Tiger Cats website, TigerCats.ca. All right. Coach admitted it, that's not a fun part of the job, but uh, for the guys who are sticking around, the focus now shifts to week one 
in Saskatchewan and discuss that and much more. Very pleased now to be joined by my friend Luke Tasker from the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, Luke, let's start there. What is the biggest difference? I mean, moving from McMaster to the stadium is one, but what is the biggest difference between training camp Friday or Thursday when they left Mac and week one prep today at Tim Hortons Field? Yeah, you know, there's sort of a uh, the monkey off your back for those young guys who for the last three weeks were hoping and wishing and working to have a spot. And now they've sort of they've done that. And, you know, that said, there's always those those strange, uh, you know, roster moves that get made in these coming weeks early in the season. And, uh, you know, you know, it's a very fluid world of professional football, but you made it, you know, you made it through camp. You're 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 there. You got a spot in the locker room and your actual real team locker room. Uh, and the, the focused, the focus now gets shifted from your own team, your own install playing against your own defense or your own offense. Now you get to, it was such a refreshing change when you start focusing on week one opponent. And it just feels so, so good to be all together working in the same, uh, direction. And, uh, you know, at the, nothing's been told yet about the season. Everything is still to be determined and it's exciting, exciting moment for players. Uh, so if you're preparing for your opponent, this, this case, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, you remember how last year started and how important is it to not do that? (laughs) Right. They went on the road. It was a tough opponent. We knew it was going to be a tough opponent and we know it eventually worked out for the Ticats. They made the great cup, but that has to be in their back of the mind, the way they started last season. Yeah. Yeah, well, the you know on a micro level, the way they started was with a great touchdown drive. <laughs> but on the yeah. whole season, you know, the, uh, to, for, with Mazzoli and Ackland, and then the yeah. whole season, uh, for, you know, on a, or on on a, on a larger scale, they uh, the, that game and, and the games following were were uh, a really difficult start. You'd like to say, or it seems like you should say, you know, it's super important to get off to the right foot. The truth is, it it's often happened. It did last year, and it happened for without looking at the stats like most of my seasons as a player i felt like we were behind the eight ball we were we were climbing back into things and getting you know we were sort of in our peak you know at that labor day and post labor day where the summer summer football i mean i we, i lost a lot of games in, in the summer months as, <laughs> as a tie cat i felt like so it, it's important in the in the fact that it, it can set you up for such an such a more comfortable and easier playoff run 2019 obviously stands out as a year where we were just sort of at the top of the league for most of that season. And that playoff picture became clear to us a little bit earlier, but boy, it's, it, 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 it's a lot easier to do it that way, but there's all's not lost. Uh, you know, you do, every team's going to have to get a little bit of, of uh, you know, they're going to go through some bumps on the road for on such a long season. Uh, let's go back to the, the shift to Tim Horton's field. Look, you're a rookie you see your nameplate, you see your jersey hanging for the first time. Is that is that your rookie moment? Is that your welcome to the CFL moment? And how quickly do you have to move past that to be, okay, you're on the team, you're just one of the guys, now you're fighting for a spot on the depth chart? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that is a special moment for, a, for a, you know, these guys who have been playing football their whole life and now they, they do. They have, they've got their locker in a professional stadium and it feels great and you're an important part of the team. Uh, but boy, it is especially specifically for a young guy who maybe doesn't have a starting spot on the field right now. You gotta be your, your greatness 
is every day continuing to try to get better because that really can get put on the back burner of the regular season. Training camp is about developing, fostering, testing, you know, getting to getting to to you know see see who who can do what. In the regular season, those guys those guys, a lot of that is on them. A young guy on the practice squad, a lot of that, a lot of that growth is on them to keep in the film room and to keep working on their, you know, their, their tangible skill set. you know, their uh, technique and, and, and development. The season rolls quick and there's four and a half hours of structured work to work time during the day. And that's all you get. And so, and so as a young guy, it, it's on you. You gotta, you gotta continue to fight to, can you continue to, to take coaching and to, and to work, to get a spot, uh, a spot out there. Now let's look at this team. They made their cuts. Uh, a couple of things stand out to me. Uh, and I think you would agree based on Friday, it looks like a couple of people won their job and Jamie Newman at that third quarterback spot with Jayla Martin going on the practice roster and Mike Domagala winning the kicking battle. It looks like with the cut of Seth small, let's start at the quarterback. I mean, Jamie Newman looked really good against the Argos and it was the second half, but just your overall assessment on, on Newman's play on Friday and what you're expecting to see from him in that three spot. Yep. Uh, when he, went out there in the game at Guelph. That was the first time we had really seen him take the field. He had, he had thrown that late uh, ball at Tim Horns field to get the pass interference, blah, blah, blah. Hadn't had a completion yet. <laughs> and so all we had seen is just some, is just McMaster reps. And it seems to me like he was a guy who really, really wasn't playing. Cause maybe, maybe they had a better understanding of his skill set and his ability uh, where maybe it was Jalen Morton, who was more so, being tried out, you know, and, and good to see him sticking around on the practice roster. That's great. And he, he did some good things too out there, uh, meaning Morton, but uh, Jamie Newton really looked pretty smooth. He had good composure. The, the, the touchdown pass was beautiful. He had a couple really nice plays and it makes sense that he would uh, capture that third spot. And Mike Damagala with the, the, the release of Seth small a vote of confidence from the coach, but he had a great camp. And I talked to him a couple of times throughout. This is who the Ticats are going with, but he understands probably understands that there's still some pressure on him. Yeah. Boy, there's just never not any pressure on that position. It's too, it's too, it's too much. It's such a spotlight of a performance uh, job. There's so few of those jobs out there. And so many young guys, uh, any, any professional kicker who finds himself with being the starting guy for that, for that franchise should feel proud of that because it, it's a uh, it's, well, it's very much so like quarterback. There's not that many jobs out there to be had. Uh, and uh, I do think he, he, in the, in the two preseason games, he did everything he could have asked for him. Of course, the punting, we, uh, RJ and I were, were sort of uh, a broken record about the, <laughs> about the punting issues in, throughout preseason and, but on the kicking side, uh, Damagala really handled his business, and it doesn't surprise me to see him uh, taking the spot there as well. And maybe one of the underrated storylines that you and I and uh, RJ and, and Andy didn't get to was that I thought Joel Whitford did a pretty solid job in that second half in uh, Guelph, had some good kicks, was uh, positioning it well. Coach mentioned it in the post game there was the one late that uh, they thought maybe they could get angled instead of giving up the point, but it was preseason. Speaking of which, week one, Saturday – Games finally mean something. Games finally count. It's going to be the starters for the full four quarters. What are you most looking forward to seeing in Saskatchewan on Saturday? Well, the Ticats uh, at Mosaic in Regina. I just, I never won a game there, Louis B. 
<laughs> oh man, don't say that. That's I know. So, was it's it, so crazy. Saskatchewan and Calgary, you never actually that's won a correct. football game yeah. in those two cities. Wow, that's... And I had I scored touchdowns in both stadiums. I had some good yeah. games. I, I it, but, you, but you know uh, that's one. You know that's one quarter of the league there, bud. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, everywhere else, I was I was able to get a win, but, sure. but uh, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, no. and that counts Roger Center and BMO. You've won twice. You've won at two oh. different fields in Toronto. I must you have won in double digits cities. for wins in Toronto <laughs> at least. But the uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to see the team out there. It's it's just the the, the Western trips to start the season are are uh, tough, you know, yeah. but. Uh, that that's a great stadium to play. It's going to be a, a lively CFL uh, crowd and, and CFL experience. Um, if the tie cats can go out there and get a win on the road, man, that is a, that is the way to jumpstart a season off on the right foot. And like we just talked about last year in Winnipeg to start the season and how that went so poorly for the tie cats. And that's not, it's not a dooms. It just isn't. It's just not a, it's just, you can't be, uh, you, you can't be you know, hanging your head after that on, for an 18 game CFL season in the event of a loss, but to go out to Sask and to get a win would be an unbelievable start for the tie cats and would propel them to a great, uh, you know, to a, a great record going into Labor Day. Of course, the, uh, the 109th Grey Cup is happening in Saskatchewan. How many times do you think we start here, we finish here, will be said <laughs> at some point on Saturday? How, how many times in the locker room do you think we start here, we finish here, will be said uh, in the I locker hope, room? I'm going to throw one into the broadcast just for you because <laughs> you said that. Awesome. Well, I'll be listening on uh, Saturday. And uh, Luke, thanks for doing this, buddy. Uh, have, a, have a great call on Saturday. And uh, I'll be listening to, uh, we got Task and Twos coming up this week, maybe. Coach we show again coach yes. show and of course tie cats this week setting up the game uh luke thanks for doing this thanks for uh, starting your monday with me appreciate it thanks louis b talk to you man my thanks to luke tasker for joining me my thanks to you as well because we could not do the show without your support make sure you like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this or any other great shows on the tie cats audio network including tie cats this week cfl this week the coach o show task and twos morelli and hitch and so much more Again, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Week one, day zero of week one in the books. We are back tomorrow at Tim Hortons Field from practice. Getting set for Saturday's game in Saskatchewan. Thanks for checking us out. Really do appreciate it. For all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great day. Ticats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.